Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Audible. going on SFL Nation welcome to the SFL Audible happy Memorial Day today um, if you're joining me tonight I definitely do appreciate it uh, wanted to keep up with the tradition of having the show out tonight um, so if you are listening to me tonight thank you very much I know it's a holiday I know you probably had a really good weekend and I'm glad if you are joining me uh, tonight here on SFL Audible now uh, tonight's show right tonight's showcase will be uh, Chad Rowland's uh, GM, uh, Ch- Chad Rowland, the GM of the London Knights, as well as uh, the Baltimore Vultures GM, uh, T. Roy Gaines, will be on a little bit later on tonight. So again, rookies and free agents, if you do want to call in, remember the phone number is 515-605-9847. Uh, you can call in, speak to these GMs, speak to us, ask for advice, ask for certain things, you know, maybe about the organization. If you see a need or hear anything, you're able to do so. Uh, so, We'll have Chad on in a little bit, but before we get to that, I want to talk about some of the SFL and performances yesterday. So uh, yesterday we have uh, the Ottawa Calvary versus the uh, Lexington, uh, sorry, the uh, Albuquerque Adams uh, ended up having a huge game versus uh, the Ottawa Calvary ended up winning in their favor. We had uh, the Memphis Memphis River Runners versus the uh, uh, Salt Lake City Rustlers. Uh, with uh, the Rustlers ended up getting a win, 21-41 over Memphis. Uh, We also had the other games as well. Uh, We had San Jose versus uh, Birmingham at 17-13. San Jose keeping up that track and keeping up that win, helping them exceed more into the playoffs. And then finally ending it with Madison versus Tacoma. Tacoma ended up winning 30-20 over Madison and continuing their uh, playoff uh, chances as well. So, very exciting games. I know there were some of them that kind of looked a little lopsided, but when you watch the game, some of it were key plays that were missed and key situations that were missed as well. So shout-outs to all of those minor teams. Um, for those that are going to the playoffs, congratulations. Some of these teams are bouncing back. For example, like the Albuquerque Adams winning it last season and now coming back and potentially winning it back-to-back. That's pretty cool. Um, but we have some some new folks like the San Jose Flight getting into new territory and getting themselves into a playoff bound situation, which is really cool as well. Seeing that bounce back from that organization. Now talking about uh, swamp talk awards. So I do want to congratulate Ezekiel love for representing the Portland fleet uh, with the swamp talk uh, awards. It was pretty awesome. Having, having him win the rookie of the, of the year uh, for swamp talk, which was, was really great. Um, and then seeing the SFL. So the SFL voting is out now, and some of the nominations I'm gonna tell you personally as a general manager have really it, it's one of those best SFL memories, right? So when you look through, we have Zeke again representing the Portland Fleet on the offensive side, uh, being eligible through the SFL. Uh, we have uh, Derwin Nuevo, who's also eligible, which again had a phenomenal season. Had to take a look uh, at how Derwin did 
because I I definitely saw my man Eddie Gage's uh, uh, pushing of Mark Mello, which I think, again, Mark Mello deserves consideration, just like Derwin does, just because they finished at 15 sacks at the same time. Uh, 14 of those were solos from my man Derwin. Uh, he had two forced fumbles, two pass deflections. Um, you know, again, they're two great defensive ends. I think at the end of the day, being considered in that, that's pretty awesome, and Derwin's holding it down for that defense. Uh, so I think Derwin should does deserve consideration, definitely. And then to be the considered a, a nominee for the front office of the year, it, it, it just hits home, you know, on how great that, that is to be nominated. I, I appreciate even being considered in two seasons that we've been doing this uh, to be considered this season uh, to get that type of nomination. We're honored and, and definitely ecstatic just because it led off to what we wanted uh, to, to represent and show in the or in the league right so it, it's so amazing to be in the, in consideration and and it's really awesome you know whether Zeke wins it Darren wins it or we win it you know it's 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 awesome to start to get that recognition towards uh Portland uh just because it's it's been two seasons two early seasons and um we really do have how do I put this uh, a staff and a in a in a locker room that honestly um mesh and gel really well together um so it, it just I, I had to the moment i had seen that because again when i had seen that the voting was available um i i, I kind of left myself to to be surprised right so when i looked through the names and everything else and saw the players it was exciting because you know we we brought zeke in to, to bring in some dynamicness in, in the run game and allow myself and John to really utilize what we were strong at, which was, again, blocking and allowed us to create a, a scheme for us to help one another out, right? Um, and then Derwin, you know, Derwin was a pick that we were able to get in the later round. So Derwin was, in our eyes, such a a a, a, a grade, like you put him in, in, the, in, in the first round that I felt like as a performer – uh, when we drafted him and were able to get him in the later rounds was awesome. Uh, he moved from defensive tackle to defensive end. And defensive tackle, he was dominating at that point. Um, and to come in his second season and, and, and really create that, that, that again, eliteness with somebody like Mark Mello. And there were some other names as well that, that were there as defensive ends. But um, I think, again, if, if Derwin does win it, it's amazing. You know, definitely somebody who – uh, uh, comes in and works hard and, and has been so patient. And he works with the coaching staff, too. I think that was the awesome thing, too. This was his players' performance on the field is a collab collaboration of both the coaching staff and um, Derwin himself. And, and, and it just for him to be considered as awesome, um, for, for Ezekiel Love to be considered as awesome. And then, again, the front office situation, too, was amazing to be considered as well, just because of the short period of time that we've been there. And we're, we're in some great company, right? Um, there's some great organizations out there. If we end up w winning that as well, um, be, be pretty awesome. But just to be considered uh, is, is amazing as well. So pretty happy with that. So again, uh, we will have uh, Chad Rowland of the London Knights uh, tonight. Uh, he'll be the first uh, person to be able to speak about what's going on in London. And uh, before we get him on the line, because again, uh, uh, we, we want to introduce our guests, you know, 
I think London London is also another team that has been considered for the front office of the year. And I think the journey that it had had gone uh for for them to 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 now be in that consideration is, is awesome, right? I know they've made some changes, made some coaching changes, made some personnel changes, right? Trying to figure out what the, the London Knight organization is going to, to put out there. And it's been amazing to see that change, that 180 change, you know, getting, uh, you know, promoting Tanner Hendricks to uh, now operations. And then that allowed him to uh, bring in Chad Rowland, the, the GM, and, you know, him coming from the caliber of the Baltimore Vultures. How, how, how I did not plan it this way, too. Um, if if anybody's listening, you know, Chad coming from the Baltimore Vultures and T-Roy Games being on tonight was just a coincidence. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, but just the turnaround that everything that they've been able to do since Chad has came in into the, um, to the organization has been huge. And you can kind of see that and feel that. And you see some of the differences with some of the draft picks that were brought in as well. So without further ado, uh, let's bring in um our guest of the evening general manager uh oh yeah general manager of the london knights chad Rowland. chad what's going on buddy hey how's it going everybody going good going good how about yourself well you know it's, it's a beautiful memorial day evening so i'm just relaxing and uh ready to talk some london night football perfect perfect well if you were hearing me before i was i was talking about the turnaround in London, right? Um, you know, with the changes of, you know, Tanner taking on a higher role, right? Moving from GM to um, being the head of operations, you know, all of that, bringing you in, uh, a GM coming from a caliber organization in the Baltimore Vultures, right? And then you guys coming together to really change and revamp how the London Knights are now being seen, as well as, um kind of a different attitude. So, um, you know, I was just sharing kind of how awesome it's been to be even nominated, and I saw yourself and uh, Liam in, in general chat also thanking folks, like, hey, thank you for the consideration, right? It's a, it's a lot of work. Like, we've been trying to do this, and this is what we were promising to do, and, and, and to see that happen is amazing. So it's really awesome to have you on tonight, talk London night football, and uh, kind of help us through that, that changes because you're part of that change, and that's pretty awesome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. And also, too, you always like nothing. Don't forget about me. And I made sure I didn't forget about you. We still got to do a one-on-one with you. I think it would be awesome to know how you got to being the GM of, of London, right, because your journey is amazing, right? Coming from a caliber team is in Baltimore, coming to, to London and, and revamping and, and shaping and changing how London's being looked at now in just one season, mind you, right? So, um, I think that solo show, we, we still have to revisit that. But this time around, tell us about the London Knights. Like, walk us through um, just everything that's happening in London. Man, I mean, where where do I even begin? Like, that's that's the crazy part. Um, you know, obviously, you know, coming from a, a world-class organization like Baltimore, um, you know, I was able to learn quite a few things from TJ and T-Pat uh, you know, about how an organization should be, right? And mm-hmm. so when I when I left Baltimore, you know, I, I, I kind of had one job in mind, and that was London. Um, Tanner and myself had really become close and, and talked a lot, and we always kind of talked about teaming up together. And 
And when the opportunity presented itself, um, you know, I had to jump on it. I had no, you know, it was a no brainer. Um, but this team, man, I got to tell you, like we've, we have really turned things around, you know, very way quicker than I actually, I thought it would. The team that I have there, the front office team, which is myself and Tanner and then Jeff Gagne, who's now my assistant GM, and then Benji, who's the director of communications and, and Angus Swellen Lane um, is going to be, you know, he's our team president. He's also a minority owner. Um, you know, all of us really came together and, and, and really, wanted to change the culture right and and that because there was a there was a really bad perception from about season 12 season 13 on for london and uh you know and i knew it was going to be a process i knew it was going to take a little bit of time i didn't know it would be this quick um but i'm really excited that it was this quick and uh you know looking forward to you know what this you know building on what we did last season and then looking forward to the future for this franchise yeah, it's 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 awesome how quickly that has happened, right? Because we every every leader when they come into a, a, a new situation, you always set out kind of like your goals and be like, hey, I want to accomplish this and that. And I think you've done an amazing job with with the rest of the team. And I know Angus has been around for a while with London, with, you know, and Liam being the owner. You guys coming in and, and, and bringing some fresh perspectives because you know again Tanner also comes with experience as well, right? Coming from yep. an organization like uh, Arizona and then you know going to London, like he brought some experiences as well that I think everybody really collaborating and and, and, and being on the same page is really key, right? And I kind of noticed that with London, it, it became more of a unified vision, right? Um, than right. before, I felt like. I, maybe a lot of people felt like things were getting pulled from multiple positions. And I feel like now you guys have one voice and, and it's really awesome to see the turnaround, man. Really, really kudos to you guys, um, all you guys on, on really that turnaround. So, um, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. Go ahead. Oh, so I was going to ask, like, so what is the culture like now? Like when, now that you were one season removed, how is that culture that you were able to change now, and how could you share to potential rookies or free agents that are maybe interested in London? What what are they expected from that culture? Yeah, I mean that that's the number one thing when we came in. Like I said, I wanted to change was the culture. Um, you know, obviously coming in, I was able to to see kind of the backlog from the locker room and stuff, and it just it wasn't a pretty sight, right? Um, so coming in, and that's one of the things I emphasized with Jeff and Benji and Liam and everybody was like, I want to make this a family kind of atmosphere, right? Like where, where you go to battle with your brothers and stuff and, and, you know, you, you stick up for each of your teammates and stuff like that. And and that's really what happened this season was there was a lot more communication in the locker room. Um, you know, I, I brought something over from Baltimore. I know that T-Roy um, will know what this is, but, you know, we, we have each, you know, each player has a player channel, right? And so one of the things that I have really been a huge thing about, or, you know, one of the big things I have is communication. I'm, I'm like an open book, right? I'll tell you like it is. I don't care. Um, but, you know, giving that player an opportunity to be able to have a frontline communication with ownership and GM and head coach and other members of front office to me is the key. And so, you know, each player has their own player channels, and that's where we're able to discuss builds. We're able to discuss playbooks. We're able to, to discuss really whatever the player wants to discuss, right? If, even if it's personal and they want to just discuss life and something going on, you know, you have that opportunity to be able to communicate there. 
And and really, I think once we institutionalized that, I think that it really changed everything and made everything swing because a lot of the things that I was seeing before was was that you know we don't have that open line of communication with ownership. You know, you know, and I'll be honest. I mean, people were talking about how Liam was hard to work with, you know, and how you know you couldn't communicate well with them. You you hear about other teams not having good communication with the front office people, and and that's one thing me and Tanner wanted to do was we're like we're going to open this communication. And that's exactly what rookies and incoming free agents will get when they come to London is, you know, you have that open line. And, it, and it's just a family atmosphere, right? I mean, like I keep saying over and over again, guys are going to come in. They're going to really, you know, be behind your back and then have you in general chat. They'll have you during game chat. And, and that's what it's all about. We want an active, active locker room. Nice. And, and speaking about the locker room, right, if, if folks were to – if you were able to give it in, in one word, like how you would kind of, I guess, put it in perspective for somebody who's interested in London, right? Any rookies or free agents, how would you put that locker room? Like what, what exactly have you been seeing now that, that has really lived on to that vision of your culture? You know, I think it's more of, it's more team oriented conversation than just me oriented conversation. Right. And so, you know, back then we had a player, which I will not bring his name up, but when I got there, I had to cut him. So Mm -hmm. we had a player that really seemed like they were all about me. And then there was a lot of people that came to me when I joined and was like, you know, this guy isn't really team friendly. We need to, you know, whatever. And, you know, and once we got rid of him and then we had, you know, like I said, a lot of people coming in and, and really just talking about teamwork and, um, you know, that kind of opened up the line of communication. Right. And one of the things that we did, which, um, you know, I'm really proud about, and I can't wait to do it again this season, you know, for the upcoming year, but um, I held a town hall, you know? And so what we did was, is, you know, we had a voice chat and everybody was able to join in. And I think we had like 15 players last season. We had a few that were at work or whatever. And, we just had, you know, myself and we had Tanner and we had Liam and we had everybody in the front office that really just discussed what we expect in the upcoming season, how things were going to be for the offense, how things were going to be for the defense, give them an idea of what we're thinking, you know, going to the draft, you know, when we drafted, when we drafted Jack Lewis fourth overall, you know, it's like we went in there and explained like, why did we take a kicker at four? You know, why we take Emmanuel Black, why we took Cyrock Black, you know, discuss those players and then discuss free agents that we signed and just let them know, like, hey, this is this is the way these things are going to be in London. You know, we, we will have active communication, and you will know everything that's going on. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, to, to, to let folks kind of know what's going on in that mindset uh, or, yeah. or what's going on in that, you know, in that room, in the front office, it helps them feel more connected. So that's, that's really great what you were able to change and what they were to expect in coming to that locker room. Uh, what are your – what are currently the team's openings uh, do you have? And, and not just player-wise, is there anything else in the front office as well that may be open? Um, but what openings do you have as a team? You know, we have quite a few. Um, you know, this, this past season, I mean, even though that we went from a 2-10, and 2-10 and 10 season, you know, the past two seasons, and we went 5-7 and seven, uh, this year, um, you know, there was some changes that were had to be made, you know, due to locker room, not really locker room, but due to, um, you know, roster, uh, you know, reorganization and stuff like that. And so we do have quite a few, you know, we have, we do have the quarterback position we're still looking at, you know, we still have, uh, you know, we have a couple of wide receiver spots that we're looking at and, uh, 
you know, and really the rest of them is just kind of up in the air. You know, it's just how we want to build this team. You know, now that we have some players um, that have moved on at the free agency and then, then it found, looks like they have found other positions, um, you know, now I could come in and really build this team how I want to build it. And, and uh, so far, you know, the offseason for us has really been very good. Um, you know, I can't wait for, um, you know, for everybody to see who we've actually got bringing in this season. It's going to be phenomenal. Yeah, I think, again, um, you guys have been attached to a, a couple different rumors, right? And we're talking about good rumors, yeah. like players wanting to go there and, 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 and some attachments to that to coming to London. So, mm-hmm. like I said, it, it's refreshing, right, to, to see the turnaround happen with you guys. And uh, you guys took bumps and bruises, right? Like, um, yeah, you know, through the process, and and you know, to see that you guys kept, you know, your head down in the sense of getting to work and and changing that quickly is really awesome. And I think folks are really excited to see who you get in free agency, right? Um, yeah. Some of the rumors are tantalizing, and if if they end up being true, I mean, man, that speaks volumes of of, of how that turnaround is because uh, a few seasons you know, prior to, to anybody really arriving, it wasn't really like that. So that's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. So how do you like, how do you like to be contacted? So do you like rookies to um, contact you directly? Are you more of an over the phone guy? Like, how do you like to be contacted via either free agent or rookie? I mean, you know, first off, you know, just going through, you know, my discord DMS, you know, obviously uh, CC rolling 71 is my discord name. Um, you know, so you can hit me up there. There's a lovely picture. You know, my profile picture is, is Topper from uh, from Hot Shots, right? The movie Hot Shots. So, um, you know, just hit me up. You know, I mean, from there we can have the conversation of how we want to do it. Whether it's through Discord, if it's on the phone, if it's you know through a Zoom call, whatever we can do. Um, you know, that that's the way we try to communicate. But first, hit me up on DMs and Discord. That's usually the easiest way to get me. Perfect, perfect. And uh, again, I think rookies need to understand that they they are their own agents, right? Um, Yeah. It's hard, right? Especially when you you have a couple needs. It's really hard to get to everybody, right? And Mm -hmm. I think advice, like I always try to tell rookies is, you know, help us with the work, right? Go reach out to a general manager or, or an owner. And sometimes it's best to go to a general manager first just because, again, uh, some owners like that kind of process because their GMs typically know what they're looking for. So if you are going to talk to them, then they'll know, you know, hey, this is somebody who probably is going to follow what we want to look at. Um, but whatever the case may be, but um, I, I just think that free agents and, and, and rookies alike just need to understand that you are your own free agent so the or, or your own agent. So if you're able to get to us as soon as possible and stay in communication and and get to us nine times out of ten, it becomes a little bit easier to keep that communication versus just waiting for somebody. Mm-hmm. I think we all know the horror stories of somebody maybe waiting right in the minors to reach out to somebody and end up missing out because they they thought this was like Madden, right? They're like, oh man, I killed it in in in, in SFLM, and my player is has no missing check-ins and blah blah blah, so I have to go. But then you haven't spoken to anybody, so nobody really knows who the person behind the player is, right? Yeah, uh, which correct. is as as important as anything else. So I want rookies and, and free agents to know, uh, you know, take hey, use these opportunities, use these platforms to really get yourself out there, but also to, um, you know, don't be shy to contact somebody directly. And if you do want to call in, remember the phone number is five one five six zero five 
888-789-9847. You can talk to uh, Chad Rowland uh, if you have any questions. He, he does have a couple openings as well, so maybe some good times to go ahead and try to call in and get some of those questions answered. So um, rookies, do's and don'ts. So what what feedback, what, I guess, you know, constructive criticism or feedback, whatever you want to give or advice, right? Uh, do you have yeah. rookies to do's and, and don'ts when contacting teams? Oh yeah, man. We're that, see that's a long list all on its own. Um, you know, as a as a you know, because I am also you know a GM of London. I'm the head coach of the London Knights too, um, and I'm also the head coach of the Lexington Miners. Um, you know, so so I you know I've talked to rookies all the time, right? And and I'm always telling my people in Lexington, I'm like, you know, reach out, you know, to all these GMs and stuff. Because at one point, you know, you may be intimidated because of the fact that we're GMs or owners. But we've all been there, yeah. right? We've all we've yeah. all been there to try to reach out and talk to people, um, you know, about position openings and stuff like that. And and that's the, that's the key, man. I mean, you know, just as well as I do, being a GM, you know, you gotta you you want to hit those people up, right? And you, you want to stand out because there's a lot of rookies, <laughs> and there's a lot of rookies yeah. about the positions you guys are playing. So tell us why we should be drafting you, why we should be looking at you, you know, and. You know, and really just answer the questions, right? And and don't answer it with like one sentence, you know, you know, like four words. I mean, I when I do interviews and stuff, I'm always like I'm hoping to see like a detailed answer, right? Because then then it shows me they care. And yeah. and really, and, and I'll tell you this, and and people may disagree with me, may not disagree with me, whatever. But to me, it's not about how you are on the field. It's about how you are off the field, right? Because, you know, especially in London, because of the reputation that London had for a few seasons, you know, we're trying to rebuild that culture and, and make it, you know, and I always tell, and I tell Liam this all the time. I think I said it the other day. I was like, I want us to be like Baltimore, right? Because I came from Baltimore. I want us to be yeah. where, you know, when I came to Baltimore season 13, they, as a non-contract rookie, you know, the the perception was, was like, oh, nobody ever leaves Baltimore. You know, the only way you leave Baltimore is in a body bag. Like, I think I heard that once or twice. And so, <laughs> and, and that's where, you know, and that's what I want London to be. I want London to be a team that when you come, you're staying in London. You're going to be a knight. You're going you're gonna to represent the knight code, right? And so, um, and, and that's what we want to hear out of rookies is, you know, the dedication you have to team. Now, I understand if stuff happens and you want to, you know, go off in free agency. I get that. But, you know, showing that you are dedicated, you know, when you want to come in and you want to be drafted, don't just be like, yeah, bet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And don't be like, you know, just, I don't even, when they say, yeah, bet, I'm like, what are we betting on? Like, I, 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 I guess maybe I'm old enough and I just don't get it. But, but, but at the same time, like I said, you don't want to do that sort of thing in an interview. And, and really, you just want to be respectable because, if you show us respect, we're going to show you respect. And and I've had many interviews where guys have had really, really damn good builds, and I've just been like, nope, you're just you're not good enough because you're not answering the questions correctly. You're not who I'm looking for. And, yeah, and you're I've not seeing the engagement yeah, portion. Yeah. Exactly. And I've taken chances on lower guys. You know, I've cut guys with really good builds. <laughs> you know, yeah. um, just for that reason. So I'm not afraid to cut people if they have good builds. What what I want is people that's going to come in and make my team better, right, and make our organization better and represent the London Knights in a way that it deserves to be represented. Yeah. I think I think the uh, the work that a lot of GMs have to go through to, to find the right people, I mean, it's tedious, right? And, oh, yeah, um, it's very tedious. 
I, I think again, yeah, you look for somebody you can have some type of level. Like I think again, understanding why teams kind of want to see that level of engagement is because when we are having the season, when we have to do your progressions, when we have to do certain things, we have a relationship and you're able, you know that you're going to have a conversation about, you know, overall how the team is or the organization is. And you want somebody who feels the same way of pride and enjoyment you do as, you know, the GM. So I get where you're coming from on that. I think that is great advice to give to rookies. I always talk about kind of humility as well. Um, I've been hit up yep. a couple times of people saying, hey, I'm better than so-and-so, so draft me and cut so-and-so. And I always bring up the topic of, like, you don't know so-and-so's relationship with the front office. So if you go, hey, yep. I'm better than Joe Schmo, draft me, well, I'm, I might have selected Joe Schmo, right? Like, Joe Schmo might be my guy because yeah. outside of the player that's on the field, we're working on getting him better on the field, right? And I have a great relationship with him. So I feel like you never want to burn bridges, and that's the easiest one because it's your first impression. And I, and I always feel like, again, like, yes, you do want to show up. You said it, right? You do want to show um, yourself, uh, you know, separate yourself from your competition. But I always feel like there is a right and a wrong way of doing so. And the wrong way for me, the don'ts that I always want rookies to know is don't be, like, be humble about it. Hey, look, I, I'm, I'm interested in joining the London Knights. Um, see what you guys have done. This is what I can bring to the table. Um, this is how I currently build. And, you know, you kind of start with that humility because let's say if Joe yep. Schmo is somebody I believe in, but we're thinking of your player can fit in this other need and we really like the way you came and approached and, hey, would you be more interested in doing this? Like that dialogue can be a two-way street and uh, yep, it, it feels correct. a little bit better. I'm going to tell you, like, I, if I get a message like that, most likely I'm just going to say, hey, thank you so very much. I'll keep that in mind and I'll keep it moving because – I want somebody who's going to be humble to say, hey, I, this is what I can bring to your organization or overall and and not try to belittle somebody to make yourself look better, look better by presenting yourself better, if that makes sense. Yeah. I just thought I wanted to get my two cents with what you said. <laughs> you said the all right bet. No, you're, you're uh, absolutely right. I mean, you, you, don't, you don't want to go in there to a GM and be like, for example, I remember getting one like a long time ago. It's like, hey, man, y'all need a corner. And I'm like, like, uh, maybe. And I'm like, who are you? And he's like, man, I'm the best damn corner in the the minors. I'm like, okay. And then that just went to the bottom of the pile, right? Because it's just like, dude, like, don't don't come in there like that, right? Don't come in too hot, okay? You know, come in, come in a little soft, and we'll be okay. (laughs) Yeah, and and it's just like we're just humans, right? So it's like if I feel, and the the way I kind of think of it too is. I take pride in this team, so you tell me so I, I can do better than so and so. You don't know my relationship with so and so. Now each leader might be different, right? There might be an organization out there that's like I like your style, right? And that's all fine and dandy. Yep. That's why I kind of recommend rookies to speak to everybody. Don't allow mm-hmm. uh, gen chats or any other thing to influence you from speaking to teams. And this is why I created this this team showcase it's 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 for rookies to be able to know about these teams directly from the source right directly from your mouth from a front office leader's mouth to say this is exactly what we stand for just because again Mm -hmm. i i your own personal brand is out there but i i feel like it's fair to give our teams the opportunity and it makes rookies feel like okay why would i want to go to the london knights i'm not even from london well hey it's not just coming to london knights because you're from london it's also coming here to you know, believe in and still in what we believe in and help us continue growing, right, and, and, and be better. Yep. 
So I, that's why I've done this this showcase um, for for you know leading up to the draft. I wish I could get to every single team out there, but it, it's to really give teams who said, "Hey, Nelson, I'll be happy to join on the opportunity to speak about it," especially leading off to the draft, which you know is coming out mm-hmm. uh, not that far from now. So, um, what are some of the values, right? You kept on mentioning the Knights Code and, and certain things yep. from there. So what? If, what are the what is the Knights Code? Is that the values that that London stands by, or like what are the values in London? Yeah. Uh, yep. So back in let me think here, and if, if he hears this and I get it wrong, I sincerely apologize, Angus. But back I think it's season twelve, or maybe it was the beginning of season thirteen when when he was named the starting quarterback of the London Knights. That was when they like that was when kind of the building blocks of what we have today started. And it wasn't just me, okay? I mean, Angus was the one that kind of really started this back in season 13. And he came up with the Knights Code. And and I have a copy of it somewhere, but I cannot find it right off the top of my head. But basically, you know, it's it's what we live by each and every day as a London Knight, right? And we we show this to all the rookies. We show this to the free agents. We we show this to the players. Because one of the things I will tell you right now, if you want to be a London Knight, you got to live by the code. And, and, you know, when I talk to free agents, you know, and when we do ask free agents and then you, and you see who we signed, you can ask them because we all talk about the night code. And so, you know, that's the, that's the thing that they have to understand is, is that that's a very special thing to us. Right. And, and especially to Angus, because Angus is the one who really came up with it. And that kind of helped build, you know, a little bit of what was going on in season 13 and 14. Me and Tanner came in and kind of perfected it a little bit. Um, and, and now it's where we are today, and it's really changed a lot of things for us. So, um, you know, we're really we're really happy about the code. You know, we live by it, and and uh, you know, we're always talking about it each and every day. So it's something that, you know, if you want to be a knight, hundred percent, you have to honor it and live by it because it's it's something we take very seriously. That's, that's, and and I hope that's what I'm saying. Like little nuances like that of every team. It's really awesome to, to hear that, right? On, on knowing about the code, I, I've have seen it before in some of the yeah. player openings, like you, you put that there. Um, so I think it's awesome, but you know, you don't see it every single time. So it's really awesome to hear kind of the code reflects what the organization and what's expected to be a London night. Um, what right. are you looking for in a rookie or a free agent? Is there anything in particular you look at when, you, when you're looking for those type of, of, of personnel? And if so, what are some of those things that, 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 that you are looking for? I mean, to me, when I'm looking for, um, you know, I, I actually really don't want to see, I don't even worry about the build until I get deep into a conversation. I'm not even looking at builds. You know, I may see, oh, yeah, he's a wide receiver, so I'll talk to him. And, and really, I try to get to know the person first. And if they pass that kind of little test right there where I'm like, okay, I think this would be a really good fit in our locker room, then I start looking at the build and start figuring that stuff out. Um, because, like I said, you know, it's all about – how you are off the field for me. I can, I can work with whatever we got on the field. You know, if you have a bill that's not so great, you know, we can work around that and try to make it better, at least according to my mind. I mean, everybody builds people, you know, players differently. So, um, but that, that's the one thing that, I, like I said, where I go back and look is, um, you know, how are you in our conversations one-on-one? If I feel like you could be a knight, then we'll move on to that part of it. Um, you know, anything else wise, I mean, sometimes, um, 
you know, a player that wants to be a part of an organization, not just be a player, but actually like want to do stats or wants to do scouting or whatever. I mean, those are big, huge things. I tell guys all the time in Lexington that, you know, if you really want to get to a GM's heart or get to a coach's heart and want to be a, a, you know, move up the ladder, offer up to do some work, right? Because we always need people to come in and, and help not only with the culture part of the side of things, but we also need help with the game planning part, right? And mm-hmm. so you, you want people that can come in and, and really show off scouting things. And, and every time that I get somebody that wants to be a scout, I always give them a test and I was like, here, scout this and tell me what you think. And, and I, and I found some really good scouts because of that. And so, you know, those are things I would tell people to look, you know, to, to try to offer up, you know, if you have the time commitment, um, you know, it's like I tell every player too, I was like, whenever you get an opportunity, work for the stats team for the league, you know, because that really opens up your eyes of how everything is ran. Um, I always have to give a special shout out to the stats team for our league because they're just, they're wonderful guys. They're fantastic. Um, I was part of the stats team. I don't know if you've ever done stats, Nelson. I did. You know, I tried stats for a little bit, uh, ended up not really liking it per se. It's not that so yeah. much my <laughs> my thing about liking. It's more about like, um, how do I put this? Uh, I'm not really a big numbers guy. So it's it just, I okay. feel like you're trying to quickly grab things. It's like, oh, here's this, you know, there's five yeah. yards here, there, there. I feel like it's so much responsibility. And I'm like, man, if I mess up on somebody's uh, numbers, I feel like I'm going to mess, I'm going to feel terrible. So uh, I just yeah. decided not to. But no, I, I have seen the concept of what, what it takes to do. And I have all the respect for the people that do it. Shout out to Art Vandelay and Ben Warner who do it for us yep. in Portland. Yep. And, and yeah, it's, it's something you got to love. Yeah, and Benji and Benji does it for us too, you know, for London. And um, I mean, I did it. I remember in season thirteen when I would do it to where I think it was like Gerald, which is now the owner of of Louisiana, and, and then myself, and then you'd have Mark, and then maybe like somebody else would do like all the games in a Sunday. And then back in season thirteen, um, and now we have like a stats per, you know, two stats person per game, which is fantastic. So um, that's that's one way straight to me, you know. If you're if you're a person that's like, hey, I'm a part of the stats team, and you know, I really like to help out in that regard. I mean, that to me, that gets you high up on the on the radar when it comes to being drafted and and all that. Yeah, I think. And is that the only thing you have right now available? Is the stats side, or is there anything else that you have open in um, London as well? I mean, that's really kind of the only thing we have. Um, you know, I. I I believe we have the scouts part filled out. Um, so we're good there, but you know, stats wise, you know, we're always looking for somebody that can help out in that department, you know, with, with the director of communications with Benji. So, um, you know, I'm, I know that he's just a one man army, but you know, he can always probably get some help. But uh, other than that, I mean, that's pretty much all we have right now, which is, which is a good thing. I think in my mind. Yeah. Now, I, I just like to kind of share if there's anything that you do need, folks are aware of that, oh, yeah, right. Of they know the needs. They know, you know, the needs on the field as well as outside the field. Um, so if your team needed something, I wanted that to be out there for rookies to know. Um, no problem at all. Yes. And, and, and lastly, right before, you know, we, we, we get on to um, the Baltimore Vulture side, right? And, again, you're going to still be on air uh, because if any rookies do call in, please call in. The phone number is 515-605-9847. If you have any questions for Chad or T-Roy or – Myself will be on the show uh, answering those questions from there. But before we, we get to T-Roy, I do want to ask you, Chad, like, is there anything you want to share that maybe we haven't discussed 
um, about London because again, we only see we see the change, right? But we don't get to hear about it always in the journey and, and everything else. So it's been really interesting to kind of get a look into the London Knights organization and hear from yourself on what's what's being changed, what you're looking for, the needs that you guys currently have, and what you're yeah. looking for to fill those needs. But is it, it, the floor is yours. Anything you want to talk about, and if you could please re one more time plug in your Discord name, just if any rookies or free agents are listening, they can go ahead and DM you. Oh, yeah, no problem, man. I mean, so it's CTR rolling. Seven one, so we'll just throw that out there. We just look for Topper Harley, uh, PSP. You'll find me. Um, you know, I, you know. First off, man, I really appreciate you letting me jump on here and talk London Night Football. It's always, uh, you know, fantastic to be able to do that and then to be able to just, you know, promote our team because I think with what we've done, um, you know, in the past season, you know, I mean, the the record when I got here, they have won seven games three seasons, right? And yeah. and I and I think I remember hearing a stat. Um, God, I think I remember hearing a stat about, uh, you know, in the beginning of the season about how London, I think, only won, like, two road games during that time. <laughs> and so, wow. like, yeah, it's, it, I'm telling you, it's been something that, like I said, when I came in, I, I kept telling, you know, Tanner, and I'm like, I, I was like, I would love to win five games, right? I said, that's kind of the goal. And really, we should have won six. I mean, I mean, face it, Sioux Falls was dead to rights with two minutes ago. I, I still that game still burns me. But so, but I mean, with with London man, like we we've done so much things, and, and and the culture and everything has just changed so fast, and it's and it's been awesome. And the free agents that we already have committed to us um, is, I mean, when when people see this, if, I, if somehow we're not mentioned as a A plus plus for our free agent class grade, I'd, I'd be going nuts. Um, but. I mean, I'm really excited about season 17 because, you know, to me, you know, we're a playoff team. And mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people are not going to know that. And I never said that in season 16. I never said we're a playoff team. Um, I think we are now. And with the players that we're bringing in and what we've done culture-wise and the things we're going to continue doing culture-wise, you know, we're going to be shocking the North. And, and I know Baltimore is my former team, and we're going to talk to my replacement, which is T-Roy, here in a few minutes, and, he, and he's such a good dude. Um, but we come before you. <laughs> so, um, you know, we're really excited about it. And, and you know, rookies and, you know, and, you know, hit me up. You know, we're always looking for the next big night. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm really honored to be coming here tonight and talking about this. And then, and Nelson, once again, I appreciate you letting me in here, man. No, no problem. You know, it's always a pleasure. And, and, and the whole point of everything, like I said, is just to, to 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 also hear the great work that you've done as well, right? Like it, it's also for you to be able to get your roses and things of that sort, because you have done a lot of the great work. And there's a lot of great nights that have been in in London's history that came out of that organization, um, that have gone to do great things. So you want to try to keep those greatness now in London, and and really build that that championship team that you've seen been built before in in Baltimore. So yeah, I'm excited to see what you what you guys are going to end up doing. Um, I wish free agency was already here so you could kind of talk about oh, those free agents you bring both. in. But um, but look, when when it does happen, we'll have another show and we'd love to hear how these uh, how these free agents ended up fitting in the uh, Knights culture. So, uh, but Chad, I'm gonna put you on just hold for now. We're gonna bring in T. Roy and then I'm gonna bring both of you guys in if we have any questions. So uh, rookies, if you want to call in, with Chad will be here as well. All right. All right. Sounds good. So. In true fashion, right, I'm going to 
blow the horns and get ready for the general manager of the Baltimore Vultures, T-Roy Gaines. T-Roy, how you doing? I'm doing fine, Nelson. How's it going? It's going great. You know, it's Memorial Day. Um, I got to hang out a little bit with family, got some good food. Uh, I got the itis a little bit, but um, here enjoying a, lo- a lovely Monday night uh, talking about the SFL. So it's, it's really awesome. And being able to have the championship Baltimore Vultures on the line as well, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome to have as well. So uh, thank you for joining me tonight. I know it's a holiday, but I wanted to keep it right by you guys to still have the show um, leading off into the draft because it gives rookies opportunities to hear from all you guys, which I think is just an awesome opportunity to kind of everybody to network. So thank you for, for making this possible, t Oh, thank you for having me on the show. I sincerely appreciate it. Well, let's get started talking about uh, Baltimore Vultures. So tell us a little bit about your team. I kind of already alluded to a championship team winning uh, one year, uh, one season prior, right? Um, but tell us a little bit about Baltimore itself. Yeah, well, the Vultures were reestablished. Actually, Baltimore's reestablished in season 11 as the Vultures. They were formerly the Crabs. Uh, we were fortunate enough to have a very loyal squad for most of our history up to season the end of season 14. We had a very good squad um, that stayed for a very, very long time. And after uh, season 14, we lost a lot of the OGs, especially on defense. And that brings up to Chad. He did a great job, you know, finding their replacements and getting us to championship uh, level for season 15, and he was also a part of it. I'm actually still mad at Chad for uh, not recognizing himself as a champion. I'm trying to keep saying that, but he doesn't <laughs> want to admit that. He is a champion. I need to give him a link to get himself a ring. He's yeah. responsible for that. He actually played. Anyway, uh, we <laughs> able to win a championship in season 15 against Sioux Falls, a very close game. And uh, season 16, we tried to defend that tile. Was lucky enough to make it to the semifinals, but got, ran to the roadblock that is known as the Florida Storm. And now we're looking forward to getting ready to get ourselves going here in the off season, uh, replacing two spots that we're losing. Uh, yours truly is moving on from the running back spots. So we're looking for a new halfback, and then um, we're looking for a new uh, linebacker. And we can't wait to get started. Yeah, I think. The bulk, the Baltimore Vultures, right? Your organization has been revered, right? I, I feel it's definitely been an example of how a organization should be ran. Um, from how you said, right? Like how many people have decided to stay? Yes, sometimes uh, turnover can be inevitable, right? Like you can't just have 100% non-turnover. But for the most part, you guys have done a phenomenal job throughout every season. Um, to to still bring in talent and still retain talent and to only lose and they're not even losing right I think you decided to retire uh, which is you have a great player on the field right but you know that's not a loss that's like a, a normal turnover right um, so that I don't really consider and then just needing a linebacker so that shows that the consistency that you have as an organization is still going to continue um, and I and I think again Baltimore being revered as like in the Denver's and, you know, the uh, Florida's and all those type of teams. I mean, that's really awesome. And um, 
great to hear that that's only two needs that you guys need so far this season. Um, what is the culture like in Baltimore? So if, if a rookie or free agent is interested in any of those two positions, uh, what could you tell them the culture is in Baltimore? Yeah, now let me go back to what you said earlier about my player. I haven't announced what I'm doing officially yet, so that's still. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> my fault. I jumped the gun there. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Nothing to worry about, Nelson. I just want to make sure I say that before TJ gets mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want TJ to get mad. My bad, TJ. Yeah, that's I my became, fault. <laughs> no, no, don't worry. Yeah, I just became GM, like, near the end of last season, so I don't want him to be bad. <laughs> anyway, uh, our <laughs> locker room is basically family-oriented. You have heard from Chad earlier. That's what he wanted to bring over to London is a family atmosphere. And, sure, we do have, you know, our disagreements from time to time, but we will have each other's back when it's all said and done. So whoever is going to come into our organization, they're going to know that, hey, you got a great group of people that want you to succeed, be a part of this team, and do well. I even talked to a couple of players uh, during the off season, our off season, during the SFLM season, and I was like, when you join the team, I'll have you back 150%. So they don't have nothing to worry about when they join our squad. They're going to be helping us hopefully reload and get us back into uh, playoff contention for next year. So it all starts when uh, the drafts and free agency starts. But when the rookies and free agents come in, they know that they're going to join a family that wants everybody to succeed, and they'll have each other's back. Awesome. And how would you describe, T-Roy, your, the locker room itself, right? Like uh, how would you describe the atmosphere or the engagement or any of those kind of things that, you know, how is that locker room? And, and especially being a championship locker room, right? Like how is that for if a rookie's coming in or a free agent, what are they expecting there? Family-oriented, very supportive locker room. That's for sure. We definitely have each other's back. We definitely celebrate individuals' accomplishments when they're recognized as player of the week uh, or uh, special teams player of the week, office player of the week, et cetera. Uh, they make the Hall of Fame or if they make the Pro Bowl, we'll acknowledge that. So we're very supportive of each other. So that's one of the things about our locker room. We're extremely supportive. And I'm going to say, right, like we our, – our draft pick that we got, which was Bernard – uh, you know, VP Bernard Patterson on our line, right? He used to play for you guys as a mm-hmm. non-contracted defensive tackle. And he yeah. told me that he was looking for, when he was a rookie again coming out, was he was looking for something like Baltimore, right, where he spoke very highly about you guys, the type of a locker room that you had. And even through his minor season, he still kept that that player, you know, uh, his player from the Vultures on his, his – uh, his uh, discord thing, right? So it showed that loyalty mm-hmm. and how he felt about Baltimore. So I can definitely say without a, without a, a doubt that what you're saying is a hundred percent true. And it looks like it's been generations from one GM to another. Right. Uh, and I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you, this was by chance. Okay. <laughs> I did not <laughs> expect to have you and, and Chad on at the same, at same time, uh, kind of poetic, right. Uh, just because of the ties, but I, I'm gonna tell you. Until I sat down, and I was, and I, and I, and I literally got on the microphone. I said, "Man, tonight I, I just happened to bring the organizations. They, they're connected by the people, right? So it, it's just so funny." But um, we'll continue. <laughs> so um, 
how how do you like to be contacted, T. Roy? So is there a specific way that you like to be contacted? Do you rather have DMs over phone calls? Like how do you like to be contacted as a general manager? And do you have a a process in place like when you are contacted? Do they go straight to like does it go through you first or does it go through a coach? Like uh, how do you like to be contacted and how's the process? Yeah. Now, uh, you can always reach me via DMs. My name on Discord is T. Roy Gaines, B-A-L for Baltimore, VP slash GM slash RB, and then there's championship trophy from our championship season from season 15. So that's how you can reach me on Discord. Um, if you ever anyone needs to talk to me, I'll tell them always hit me up. We can always chat on Discord. We can do the phone or voice call on Discord. We can do Zoom meetings as well. Um, those who make my team or if I have to do you know, interviews, I'll make sure I give you my phone number personally so if they ever need to reach me, I'm not on Discord. Um, but they want to talk to me, I can give them my phone number as well. But the first line is uh, Discord DM. Okay. If I don't, uh, for some reason, and it should never happen, but if I don't ever uh, get back with you, please hit up TJ the owner of the vultures and um ask him to you know and you know nudge T Roy's like, hey I turn to reach T Roy but he hasn't respond back. That should never happen. I should always respond back, but you can also go through T J as well. That's and awesome. You, uh, it, him. And I like the humility, right? Uh that you're saying that T Roy, right? It's okay to hit up the owner to be like, Hey, can you let T Roy know I hit him up, right? So that's that's pretty cool that yeah. you that you're mentioning that and I love hearing that. I think again this, these shows, too, will, will, will have rookies see that us as general managers, we're people just like you. Uh, so to be intimidated to hit us up, don't. Like, we're people just like you. And, mm-hmm. and you. it was awesome to see the humility that you have and say, hey, look, if in the case, right, that I don't hit you back, go ahead and hit them up, you know, the owner, and we'll make sure we, we get to you. So that's pretty awesome. So uh, rookies doing the do's and don'ts. So do you have any – me and Chad were kind of talking about how um, we love – you know, what we love to see from rookies and what we don't. And I kind of mentioned the whole I'm not a really big showboating type of general manager. Like, don't hit me up talking about you better than so-and-so because um, you don't know my relationship with so-and-so. Um, right. So, you know what I'm saying? But what are some some advice you have for rookies or free just alike of do's and don'ts um, that you've seen? Well, I definitely agree with you and Chad said about that showboating part. As long as it's about you showboating, say, hey, I'm going to be one of the best in this league, I will appreciate that 150%. Now, as long as you don't trash other people, especially other people yeah. on my team who I consider family. Because yeah. anybody who plays for Baltimore where they're still on the team now or on a different team or retired, they'll always be my family. Even players who I – never played with before. They played during the Baltimore craft era. I was still considered them, you know, my predecessors, my, so they always be my family, the people who came before me. So as long as you don't disrespect my family, I'm with you 150% with your swag, 100%, 150%. Um, other do's and don'ts, uh, always be positive in gen chat uh, and in um, – when you're in the SFL YouTube chat, whenever your game is playing, always be positive, be respectful, be supportive of your teammates, even if something unfortunately happens. Because, you know, something is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I understand if you want to beat 
up yourself because, unfortunately, you got bad luck that happened to you. I totally understand that myself after this season. But <laughs> uh, uh, why don't you support of everybody else? I, I'm going to be super happy with YC. Yeah. And as long as your vibe is a good vibe, you know, high energy, very positive, very welcoming, very supporting, I definitely will be in your camp 100%. I have your side. So those are the do's and don'ts, basically. Yeah, I, I think a lot of us are on the same page around it. Uh, and, I, and I was saying, right, that's, that's, that's not everybody. Like, there's probably a team out there that loves it. Like, oh, yeah, say you're going to do better than so-and-so because it shows me that you might push so-and-so if I drafted you. Like, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I love to share that because you you have experience, right? Chad has experience. And I don't think – Hopefully they're in a good situation that they somebody else shares the experience with them. But if they don't, they can at least hear it from some front office staff saying, "Hey, this is what we like." And yeah, I'm, I'm the same way too, right? Like it, it's just how you come as a person to me. If you come, I'm a very humble person to to be, you know, honest with you. Like I'm not the type of person to be like, "Oh, I'm a general manager, love me or hate me." Not my thing, right? I tell all my my members of of the organization, I'm here to to make you happy. I may, I'm, I'm here to make my owner happy. I'm here to make my coaches happy. I'm here to make my players happy. I'm the one that that's the backbone to all that, right? I'm that one chain that gets to everybody. Um, and Amen. you know, that's it, hit me up. You need some. You you need you know to talk. You need uh, you know some advice. You need something, anything. Hit me up. You know, I'm your general manager. That's what I'm here for. And that's what, at the end of the day, like how the success that you've had in, in Baltimore with the, the retention rate as well as success on the field, that's what I feel like a lot of us strive for as organizations. Um, and, and, you know, it, it definitely shows that, hey, this is some of the winning successes that Chad wants to bring into London and, and, and every other organization out there that mentions the Baltimore Vultures in a positive light. Now, <clears throat> I'm sure your rivals – uh, out there, the uh, Carolina Skyhawks, and you guys don't normally are nice, play nice with each other. Uh, <laughs> so I'll I'll take those comments outside of there. But like I said, for the most part, you guys are regarded in, in a very high organization. So I think it's great advice you share with those rookies. Now, uh, what is uh, some of the team values themselves like? What is what can rookies know that the Baltimore Vultures stand for as an organization uh, or free agent? in that matter? What, what are they expecting from the values of, from Baltimore? Well, basically, whatever you do, win or lose, you do it with class and you support each other. We don't want to disrespect other teams, and we don't want to undervalue ourselves and our accomplishments. So uh, one thing is, whatever you do, win or lose, do it with class, basically. Yeah, I know that's easier said than done, but that's what we would – value here in the locker room on top of the family atmosphere and on top of being very supportive of each other. I mean, that's the only reason why I stayed in Baltimore for this long is because of the locker room. I could ask for being in any other locker room after the first season if I wanted to, but I didn't because I love the family atmosphere that we had throughout season 11 and beyond. That's legit the only reason why I stayed. And there was some stuff that may have happened, um, uh, I want to say, rule changes that happened. I won't go into too much of that because I don't want to waste anybody's time with that. But there's some rule changes that happened that I didn't agree with, 
and I was thinking about leaving. And only reason why I didn't because I didn't want to leave my teammates. I didn't want to leave the locker room. I didn't want to leave TJ, T-Pat, Gary Malone, who was the first GM, Chad, who became the next one. I didn't want to leave those guys because yeah. I want to be a part of that family. So that's why I stayed, and I think that's one of the reasons why our retention rate is good. Yeah, I think I think when you find like-minded people who understand what you're trying to do, and I've spoken with TJ, right, outside, and, and it's just he's a really great person. I mean, he's one of the people yeah. I shouted out for checking on me consistently with with my injury, right? How am I doing, you know, so on and so forth, because I am in Maryland, right? So um, TJ, hey. you know, having, you know, yeah, you guys are, are considered my home team, right? Um, having that and having him do that has really shown me how he is as a leader in his organization, right? If you are reaching out to somebody who has nothing to do with you, right, personally, like I'm not part of your staff, I'm not a player, I'm just a person part of the community and say, hey, I want to see how you're doing. That speaks volumes to me. Um, so it, he, I know he has to be a, a strong role model in that organization with yourself. So it's awesome to kind of get a, mm-hmm. a glimpse inside of the organization and see what has made also Baltimore very successful. Now, I know you were talking about the vibes and, and how, you know, certain things you're looking for, but is there anything else you kind of look for in a rookie or free agent um, when you are selecting them? Well, the main thing is, are they going to be a person that wants to stay with the team long term? That's the biggest thing, especially at the running back position. I mentioned that uh, when I talked to TJ and T-Pat during the end of last season, if we're going to get another halfback, I want that halfback to know that I'm going to have his or her back 150% no matter what, them to be on the team for as long as I have. So I want to see if any rookie or free agent wants to legit be part of the family for the long term, not for just no one season and then move on. So uh, that's one of the things I'm looking for in a rookie. It's like, do you really want to be with the vultures or are you just trying to find a, a landing spot to get to someplace else? Uh, other than that, everything I said before is, you know, the that I was looking forward into rookies, like how positive they are in chat, how supportive they are in chat. Also, during games, I'm looking for looking for in a rookie and a free agent as well. Yeah, and, they, and they're going to have some pretty big shoes to fill too, right? Do they understand who they may potentially be replacing, right? Like, I, I think, again, that's something to consider. You, you have a saying – and that's how much of, of, of how big you are in this community is the shadow realm, right? So uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think, again, a rookie should or a free agent, right, if they are considering and taking that mantle in Baltimore, I mean, how cool is it to have somebody as great as yourself kind of having their back? But if they were to make that that, that understanding, it's, it's kind of like understanding that mantle that they have to take. It's kind of like uh, Captain America giving that to uh, the Falcon, right, which if you watch uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, you'll understand the reference even mm-hmm. more. But um, I, I think that's that's kind of great to share. And hopefully if a potential rookie or free agent is interested in Baltimore, they hear this and what that type of expectation needs to be. Uh, outside of the field itself, right, because I know you said it, uh, you had the two needs, uh, potential needs, right? Um, right. Do you see? Do you need anything outside of that? Those positions, in the sense of scouting, social media, or stats, 
in any of those type of departments? Do you also need anybody? As of this moment, I don't think we do. We will definitely welcome anybody who joins the team and wants to do the stats for uh, SFL games or even SFLM games if the need is there for the SFLM. So uh, I think if anything that comes to mind right off the bat would be stats. But I do believe, oh, yeah, I think if they feel like they got the game, they feel like they got the coaching skills needed, they should hit up TJ once they join the team and see if they are willing to be a scout. We have we lost one important scout. As you know, Jay Hayden is now a free agent. He was our uh, tight end along with Lloyd Graham Jr. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, Jay Hayden went into free agent, so we lost a, a huge part of our scouting team too. We still going to have a couple of scouts left. I can't mention officially yet. we got to wait until it's official. Yeah. I don't want to mess up anything. <laughs> yeah, don't mess up anything. This Jump is not to talk. Yeah, trust me. Like, I, anything that's happening, please don't. This is just a showcase. So right. no moves. Right. No, I, I put it out there. No moves, no mocks, no, hey, no rookies calling in or free just saying, choose me, choose me, choose me. Like, none of that stuff. Right. Like, it, it is legit to – showcase the teams and now people have a, a standpoint to kind of see what's like kind of like I kind of put it to like a, a, a college fair right like you go to a college mm-hmm. fair right there's all these colleges there which one do you feel like is going to fit with you which what you want to accomplish um, so I always right. feel like in the same standpoint that's what I want I want to have teams here for rookies and free agents to hear themselves what they're about, what they're looking for, and then hopefully, you know, create a, a relationship where people will, will start communicating with one another. I've luckily had some successes with teams beforehand, so I'm hoping for the same successes here for you guys if a, a rookie's interested to reach out to you guys. But um, awesome. So those are some of the things there. Now, T-Roy, is there anything that I haven't shared? Please share now. Uh, the lines are open, guys, as well. If you do want to call in, the phone number is 515-605-9847. We do have one caller, which I'll bring in chat first before we bring in the caller. Uh, but is there anything you want to share, T-Roy, um, that we might have not gotten to or anything you want the listeners, like rookies or free agents, to know? Actually, I think we covered basically about it. So when it comes to the vultures, you know that if you're joining our squad, you are joining a family that's going to have your back 150%, and we'd love to have you. If you have any questions or concerns, just feel free to hit me up on my uh, on Discord. And if you want to meet with me or just the chat or talk about SFL, uh, we can do it through DM or we can do it through a voice call or for Zoom. But, uh, and again, if I don't get back with you right away, I'll make sure I get back with you as soon as possible. And if for some reason I don't, Please hit up TJ. Please hit up anybody else that you know from the Vultures and say, hey, can you notice T-Way? Ask him to talk to me. I, for, for some reason, I DM him, but he didn't respond back for some reason. So please don't be afraid to reach out to me. I'm more than happy to talk to you. Perfect, T-Way. I, I, I want folks to reach out to you, so please – uh, if you ever get a chance, contact T-Roy or contact Chad. And we'll bring Chad in now. Chad, I don't know if you wanted to respond to what T-Roy said to you before um, <laughs> where he said, hey, you are also a champion. You need to bring that up uh, when, you, when, you, when you speak about your resume. I think, that's, I, I think I'm, a, I'm also co-signed with him. I think you should put that in your resume as well. First off, T-Roy, how you doing, my man? 
I'm doing fine, my brother. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm good. You know, I don't know if I can really do that, but I mean, if you're saying I can, I mean, you're the champion. You tell me, so I guess I can add championship to my resume. You should. <laughs> think about it. You know, if you look at Wikipedia, look up Darren Sproles. He became a champion with the Eagles when they beat the Patriots, but he wasn't on yep. the team for most of the season due to an injury, right? Yeah, true. So true. you were on our team for a good portion of that season. So that I strongly that believe that, and you're the reason why, I, like I said before, we was able to not, like, rebuild, but basically reload with your uh, great job as our GM during that time frame. So you are, in my eyes, and should be in everybody's eyes, a SFL champion as well. So I think you should, you know, add that to your resume personally. Well, thank you very much. Um, you know, that was that was a lot of fun, you know, being in Baltimore from from uh, season 13 to season 15. Um, you know, the, the thing about it, too, is, is like, you know, like T-Roy kind of alluded to, you know, I started out as a, as a non-contract rookie. Um, you know, I actually became the GM of Baltimore before he was signed my first contract. So, you know, a lot of a lot of great memories in Baltimore, a lot of a lot of great times with some guys that are still there. Um, and, and, you know, any rookie, I could just suggest this to you. I mean, yes, hit up T-Roy, hit up, hit up uh, TJ. They will teach you all you need to know if you want to actually, um, you know, be more than just a player. But at the same time also, if you want to lose to London, go ahead and hit them up as well. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> But, no, I'm Here's serious. The thing. It's, such, it's such a great organization over there. I mean, it's, they're phenomenal. Here's the thing is, like, I hate playing against Chad this year because, of course, he was formerly with the Vultures and, you know, Chad's a beast on the D-line. I know that personally through the couple of years that he was with us, or seasons that he was with us, excuse me. But uh, I'm happy that I'm the GM. But I'll be honest with you, too, I wish you were still here because, again, you're my brother. I Anybody yeah. who played football, oh, yeah, for sure. I always would consider family. So I definitely miss you in the yep. red and black, but I'm very happy that you're happy down – over actually across the pond in in across London. The pond, yeah. yeah I, you, you know, know what? I mean, I, I there's a lot of there was a lot of great conversations I had with people in Baltimore, and I and I miss all of them. Um, so you know, I, like uh, Sir Ron Yates, I always had great conversations with with the chef. Um, you know, Max Chima, I mean, he was my first draft pick. He's my offensive coordinator now in Lexington. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of great connections I have over there, and I and and it is I do miss it over there every once in a while, but. You know, when we play you guys, it's a little different, but uh, you know, now it's now it's just good fun competition. So can't wait for next season. Of course. And like I said, I didn't plan this. Um, <laughs> I sat in front of my keyboard today, and I was like, "Oh crap!" The connection. Um, it's poetic. I didn't, I didn't I didn't really expect it, but hey, this is pretty awesome. And again, shows what you guys believe in for both organizations or stand true now. Um, so that's really and I, great. And I'm, and I'm just, and I'm just glad that he's the one who replaced me. Like that, that was the right decision by TJ and him to put T Roy in that spot. Cause, um, you know, if I, and I always told TJ, I think if I envision anybody to take my spot, it would be T Roy just cause I know what he can do. So, yeah. No, so I, I, I do have one question on the line for you guys. Um, it comes from Art Vandelay. Uh, the defensive coordinator and wide receiver of the Portland Fleet. Uh, Art, are you are you still there? Yeah, I'm here, Nelson. Can you hear me? 
Yes, I can. So you had a question for Chad, correct? Yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit of Chad because Chad may not believe it or not, but he's one of my favorite guys in this league. So, you know, wanted to hit him up, give him some love. T-Roy, I wanted to talk to you also because uh, I think you guys did the call. You did the call specifically of the uh, San Jose game this week, and uh, it was really good. You did a great job. So congratulations Thank to you. you and your broadcasting. Thank you. I also wanted to shout out uh, Mac Chima on your team, who's one of my favorite dudes in this league, a real good guy. I hope he's listening because I know he likes both of you guys. So, Yeah. Hey, Amen. Yeah. Great player. Great person. Too. Thank you, Art. He's a real good guy. Um, so, you know, Nelson, to you also, um, this is a really good show for the, Ricky, the rookies that are listening, hopefully, because, you know, I was listening to Chad earlier and some of the things that he brought up as far as the way that he, you know, rookies approach things and stuff like that. And, you know, some rookies don't, you know, being a rookie, not understanding how the league works when you're still, you know, still young in here and, and don't understand the ins and outs of how things go. You know, you got to be careful how you approach certain things, but you also, you know, you get a rookie that comes off and he sounds real cocky or whatever. That rookie also doesn't want to come off as sounding like he's scared. So he doesn't mean to maybe – come off, you know, a little, but not know how the rules are and how people react. So, you know, this is very informational to them, hopefully. And you guys show the GMs and things like that are doing a great job. So I appreciate it. So they can do the right things and say the right things. I appreciate it, Art. You know, uh, I thank you for, for the kind words. You know, you, as you know, right, you you work closely with me. You know, at the end of the day, I just always want to bring out the best in people, right? Always want to highlight the the great things. And, I mean, I just understand from everybody's aspect, right, being from in, in a front office staff position to also having been in the in the minors and then also have been in a situation with my first original team that wasn't the best or healthiest situation in the SFL to kind of accumulate and, and make what we have now. And it's it's great to see yourself, right? Like you were a rookie at one time and you were amazing through the rookie process to getting, you know, to, to getting you drafted, to being a coordinator, like everything you've done, you can really give that advice to rookies and say, hey, honestly, you know, this is a great blueprint to kind of get yourself into a great organization or team and, and staying there, right? And it, it just, again, this show is just to give everybody that opportunity to, 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 to give their roses out there, right? Give their recognition. I think um, as a league, it's hard to give everybody their recognition. So it's, it's amazing to hear the teams themselves recognizing each other and giving that information to rookies. Cause we all were rookies at one time. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I wish somebody would give me some information that would help me be in, in a, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a situation different when I first came in, but look what happened. Me not knowing what I'm doing has got me to be a GM and, and with Portland. So it kind of worked out. But, Art, I mean, I appreciate you always listening, dude. Like, honestly, you, you're such a, a great representation to, to Portland as well. Uh, you, you hold it down like I do. So I appreciate you. Nope. And there's a lot of good guys in that London organization. So I wanted to give them a shout-out, too, with Chad and and Benji, what you guys have done in one season, you can see the turnaround you know, pretty immediately. There's nothing but good things headed towards London's way. So great job. And uh, anything you ever need, you guys 
always hit me right. Well, I appreciate that, Hart. I really do. And and speaking from somebody that that you know kind of keeps an eye on all teams and all players and stuff, I got to tell you, I, I'm kind of wanting to see what you guys do on the off season stuff with Portland. But you guys are going to be dangerous. Um, and and we need to put the SFL on notice now. I think that with what you guys did this past season defensively and the changes you're probably going to make on offense, I would imagine. I, I think you guys are just going to be tough, and I think T. Rick can probably agree with that as well. Yes, amen. Yeah, Nelson's yeah. done a great job building this team, so we're proud yep. of him too. I, yep. I appreciate it, man. I really do appreciate it. You know, it, it's everybody from top on down that, that's been able to do this, and Art has definitely been a big help with um, not just coordinating the defense, but bringing in some key players that we we felt would would help his scheme and, and help what he wanted to do. And I mean, you see what he's been able to accomplish and. Uh, yeah, guys, I appreciate everything you guys are saying. And, and, and again, same thing to you guys. The the uh, work that, that London has put in right in one season, that's really hard to do in one season to change the narrative of what people say as well as the, the, the now new feel for that team, right? And then, T-Roy, you coming in and, and, and still keeping that championship caliber mindset and that championship caliber, you know, what got you guys there and what – Chad was able to establish like it's it's awesome to hear what teams are doing and then what they bring to the table and then it's also to really hear too the alignment that some organizations have right we're not all going to be on the line in, in in every way shape or form but when you hear some of the key values and aspects it's pretty awesome so Art you got anything else you wanted to add? No that's it uh, I would just you know uh, one last thing just in you know in listening to Chad earlier in the show. A lot of the things that he was saying are almost exactly in line with the way that Portland treats rookies and their team and everything. You know, it's kind of uh, refreshing to hear a lot of the same things that we talk about and the way we feel in our locker room and the way we're building a team. It sounds like Chad and London are doing the same thing. So, you know, the rookies just, you know, need to listen some and understand, uh, you know, just kind of what the process is and what the right things are. And, again, we don't look at the build as much as we're looking at that player. I know Jacob is the first one that wants to talk to the person and know the person and feel that person out. And then you continue, like Chad was saying, to the next process, what do you want to do as a player and so on and so forth. But first Mm -hmm. and foremost is what kind of person are you and do you fit in with our locker room? So, yeah, great job. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And you've nailed it on the head. I mean, that's the way you have to be, right? I mean, we know that there are teams in this league that, you know, just don't do it that way. And and you can see them. They're just stuck going backwards. So, um, you know, having that relationship with these rookies and stuff, I mean, you know, especially with us, you know, because I know you're part of the SFL minor league as well. Um, you know, I am a head coach in the SFLM. So, you know, we have to represent, right, and 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 really hold what we say to to the fire because, you know, I can't come in there and say, oh, yeah, you know, I care about the rookies and that, and then I don't care about them as a GM. Like, that can't be the case. We have to be, you know, transparent with everybody. So, but, yeah, you, you've nailed it perfectly on the head of how you guys run things and how we run things, and I know that's the way Roy and him do it as well. And, and 95% of our organizations in the SFL do it that way. Yeah, yeah I was here. so it sounded a lot, a lot, you know, it sounded a lot like the way we do it. So I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it is too. It, it's pretty cool to hear how everybody, and I think it's the changes too, right? Uh, we all know the the SFL has been morphing and changing, and um, 
you start seeing more of these positions, right? Like before, think about an owner was the general manager, the owner was the director of player personnel, the owner was the coach, the owner was everything, even at one point, even to the players, to now where you're seeing that these positions and these uh, roles that we have are truly are the real roles that you'd find in the NFL. And uh, you can kind of see the same mindset you would go into choosing a NFL team goes into an SFL team. And it, it's really great art. Um, best of luck. I, I think what you're doing in San Jose with the rest of that coaching staff is amazing. Um, you guys are, are getting yourselves into uh, the playoffs, right? So, you know, as Portland, as a Portland cool. member, you know, we're, we're behind you all the way to, you know, to see your successes in the minors. And Chad, you know, you're with the mine, you're with the miners themselves, not in the miners, right? But you actually yep. are with the miners. And, uh, you know, best of luck as well uh, to you as, uh, you know, in your endeavors in the SFLM. But uh, all right, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to put you back on to listen to the show, but thank you for calling in. You got it guys. Have a good night. Nice talking to you. Yeah, you too, man. You too. So, I, again, right, I think – thank you, Al, for calling in. Um, this this whole um, – how do I put this? This whole conversation has been just amazing to hear, right, uh, what you guys are doing in your organizations. Uh, if you do want to call in, guys, again, the phone number is 515-605-9847. If not, uh, you can hit Chad and T-Roy directly on their DMs. Uh, get those – if you did hear, again, what – position openings they have, reach out to these two, get yourselves on their boards. Um, again, you know, everything's so fluent. We, do, we, don't, we haven't even done team re-signings. So uh, this is a great opportunity for you to do that and help some, you know, great quality organizations get some players. So um, before we close this out, guys, uh, do you have anything else, any, anything you wanted to add um, maybe about, um, I don't know, anything at all before we close it out tonight? Yeah, you go first. <laughs> uh, I'm going first. All right. Well, you go first. You go first. Okay, I'll go first. If you are um, looking to find a way to promote yourself, that you're in the SFLM right now, you're trying to find a way to promote yourself, here's a one good way to do it. Uh, make a highlight video of yourself. Mm. Yeah. People ask, wait, wait, wait a minute. Is that, is that sounds like that's very shallow or you think too highly of yourself. No, if you don't appreciate what you do, who's going to do it? True. You, you hope that people will do it, but if you don't appreciate what you do, who's going to do it? And it's not that hard to uh, make a highlight video. You think it is. It really is not. All right, do find all your favorite plays. Look up your favorite streaming uh, or clip-stealing app. I guess that's the best way to say it. I'm not for sure. Uh, and make a highlight reel and present it to your uh, the people that you want to draft you and say, hey, this is why I've done the SFLM. Or if you're free agent, this is what I've done for this team. I, here's You can see this proof. I have been successful in whatever team I play for. Here's proof of that. I know that I'm going a big way. And also makes you feel good about yourself for what you have done in this league. You don't want to shortchange what you have done in the SFLM or in the SFL. You should be super happy and proud that you did what you have done as a player, also as a scout, or whatever else you're responsible for. So there's one way to promote yourself. You're trying to find a way to promote yourself. 
Make a highlight video yourself. Share it in Gen Chat. Share it to the D, uh, to the DMs, owners, etc. Get your, get yourself out there. So I guess that's one way to promote yourself. I know that question was asked in the past, and I just pop out it now. But that's pretty good. And uh, Chad, I know you had something to add. I wanted to just add uh, that Art said to let you know to throw it to the tight end. Um, he wanted <laughs> you to, to know that, right? Uh, but I, I, I think uh, <laughs> I think I think what you said, T. Roy, is pretty cool to kind of separate yourself, right? Is it, doing something that goes above and beyond. Yeah. And I actually had a question for you too, um, as well. How much does the SFLM play? play a factor in your overall evaluations. Um, I know that each team is different, right? So we've all heard teams say one way or the other, hey, I'm, I don't watch anything of the SFLM, what your player is, doesn't really matter. And I've heard others say, hey, it does, right? Like what you see on the field should correlate somewhat, right, to, to, the, to the majors in one way, shape, or form. So, um, I wanted to also ask that as well. Do you guys put any stock in what they do as players in the minors when doing their full evaluation? I do. I mean, it's very important yeah, uh, that you know, what you did in the minors, it actually helps out. Or if, it, if you play on a team that unfortunately is struggling still, you being successful in spite of that is very important. And this also goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Are you positive in chat? Are you being respectful and supportive in chat? Because that will still be recognized as well. So I think what you do on and off the field in the SFLM matters. I, that's, I do take that in evaluation when I'm looking at uh, rookies that might want to join or might think that I might want to have on Baltimore. All right. What yeah, about I mean, yourself, Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, when I'm when I'm watching the, you know, SFL in games, and I told my guys this too, like, be respectful in the chat because I was like, you may not know it, but GMs, it's kind of like that old lady on Monsters Inc. You know, the one that's like, I'm always watching. Like, I, I I'm not really good at the voice, but. But really, I mean, we're all watching, right? So we're all looking at the chat. We're all watching people in chat. And really, in all honesty, like, yes, a little bit of it has to do with, you know, how you play on the field. But that's really the part about the build, right, Roy? I mean, that's, you're, when you're watching the stuff on the field, it's really about how their build is playing. But what we're really looking at is how they are during game chat. I mean, we had a guy um, – and I, and I always bring this up because this is a very valuable lesson for all rookies, okay? Um, we had a guy this season that he was a third-year, if I remember correctly, third-year minor league player. And that's only because he was not draftable because of the fact of the way he acted, right? And so in the third season, this season, something happened, and he was actually gone from the league because of it. And so – and that's where – Watching what you do in chat is really what's going to, you know, throw you off the board or throw you on the board, right? And for a lot right. of people, that guy was gone before you even knew it just because we all knew how this guy was. And so, you know, being supportive of your team, even when you're getting down, you know, you don't want to quit at halftime like some other SFL and minor player back in the day. Um, you don't want to be at halftime gone, you know, and, and – and you want to support your team no matter what, even if when you're down, you know, I mean, 
that's what we tell the guys in Lexington. That's what I always tell guys in London. Um, that, that's just how you have to be. So that's what I'm looking for as a GM is, is how you're acting in chat and stuff. Okay. Yeah, I think, you know, Ricky's getting that, that understanding. Like, every, everybody's kind of different, right? Um, I'm more of, of the camp of, of T-Roy, right? Like, what you do on the field, something has to somewhat translate, right? Um, yeah. It's not, nothing's guaranteed just like the NFL, right? Like, they can draft anybody, and, you know, we know the boom and bust stories out there, right? So I feel like it's in the same way. I'm not a person to totally write off a person, right, in the SFLM. Like, if they're like, hey, I had, you know, I don't know, nine sacks like Derwin Nuevo had his first season, and look at him now being eligible to be the defensive, you know, player of the year with 15 sacks, 14 of those being solo. Um, That translated in one way, shape, or form, right? And it's just an example, but um, I, I feel like, again, I know some folks don't put stock on it, and I want rookies to know that each team is different. So you just got to talk to them and see, hey, do you care what I what I did in the SFLM or not? And if they're like, well, we don't really care about it, then you know the, then the conversation with them needs to be more around you as the person. And if they do care, then, hey, um, also share that side of things. And I think you brought up a good point too, Chad, is, is how you're engaging in – those rooms as well matters. Um, when you think people aren't watching, people are probably are watching or can find that information of how you act. And, you know, I think branding is something that we don't talk about a lot, but you need to, you need to have a great brand for yourself. Um, conversations can carry and, and, and news can carry, right? So if you were a person in your uh, uh, YouTube chat, talking down on your on your team, well, that's going to come around. It's going to get to other teams. It's going to get to other GMs. And I'm not saying for you not to to be who you are, but I'm going to tell you nine times out of the ten teams are going to see that and be like, I don't, we don't need that. We don't need somebody to beat us up inside of our own locker room. Nobody wants that, right? So, yep, correct. Cam, Cam talks about it too. If you want to hear it, I think he does a really good job talking about branding and talking about, hey, relationships in this league if you if you have any anybody any rookies out there free agents that want to hear check out ashley jackson's podcast sfl nights with aj striker and the one with cam and learn yourself from from the great commissioner about branding and things of that sort but i i think you're right right and uh chad you can attest to it as well a player who doesn't have the most savory um uh, how do i put this uh interactions in the locker room you can let go um, just because yep. you know that nobody wants that to be around that, and I know it's attributed yeah, to that exactly. we're all in real life. Yeah, and we we we're, we're real life have real, we have lives outside of the SFL. So when our SFL life is getting conflicted with your drama, um, and we have our own lives to to manage as well, uh, it, it doesn't really go hand in hand. So I think you guys brought up some really good points and some really good things for rookies to to digest. Um, again, if anybody is and, and T. Roy, I appreciate you being on tonight. It looks like Chad, we might have lost him. Uh, so Chad, we appreciate you being here tonight. And any rookies or free agents that are interested in speaking with T. Roy or with Chad, uh, please hit him up. I don't think there's another T. Roy out there. So as soon as you type in T. Roy, I appreciate sure you find him. And I don't think there's another Chad Roland, but type in Chad and you'll probably find him. But oh, there's Chad. 
really yeah quickly. it disconnected from it disconnected from me for a minute. <laughs> i don't know what was going on there it's all good look hey uh i appreciate you two gentlemen being on tonight representing your respectable organization um thank you again and and if for any rookies hit you up please let me know i'd love to see if this this shows you know getting some some traction with connecting rookies with uh with potential team. So thank you, gentlemen, again. You have a wonderful Memorial Day, and uh, thank you again for taking the time of being here tonight. Thank you. Thank you for having us. No problem, guys. You you take care. So, again, I want to thank Chad Rowland and uh, T-Roy Gaines for both being on tonight. Uh, Rookies, again, if you have an opportunity and you see any kind of needs in any of these two teams, please contact these general managers. This show is made for you guys. Um, I want you to and hear some of the advice and hear some of these great leaders that are involved in these organizations and reach out to them if you can. We do have a show uh, next week as well. We'll have two potential rookies. Uh, this week's two potential rookies will be Daniel Wright and Isaiah King. Uh, both will be on the show on Friday where we'll go ahead and have two rookie showcases for them to be on. And then we'll also have next Monday show, uh, which will end up being uh, the owner of the St. Louis uh, Gladiators, Dwayne, as well as uh, the general manager for the San Diego Mavericks, Connor Weston. So again, we'll see you guys next this upcoming Friday and next Monday here in Inside the League. This is SFL Audible. You have a wonderful weekend. Good night. <laughs>